Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hey, 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 guess what? This is going to be one of those remarkable shows that I asked you to take a pen or pencil to and take note because this is something you're going to want to refer to on into the eternities. (laughs) Well, maybe not the eternities, but you know what I mean. Anyway, I'm going to read to you kind of the opening uh, of the teaser that I am doing about this show. That'll give you an idea about where we're going within this show. Now, especially if you have a little bit of concern about what's going on in your beloved and my beloved United States of America, sometimes we may doubt, you know, uh, does God really remember us? Not only us singularly, but us uh, as a nation. And I'm here to tell you, yes, and I'm here to hopefully show you unequivocal truth and proof that that is so. Here's the little promo that I have going for this show. It starts with a question. What biblical role will America and Americans like you and I play in these last days? I will excavate that question using the book of Exodus, chapter 35, talking about the tabernacle of Moses, overlaid with the continental United States, and this will help you be assured that you were born for such a time as this in history. So, my friend, that's what the content of this show is going to be. And as I look around and I have lots of friends and I observe what's going on in their hearts, minds, and souls, I know that there's a little concern about, is America really in the Bible, number one? Number two, is God uh, planning to use the United States of America and Americans in these days as he prepares to come again. And I want to say unequivocally yes, and I want to give you some proof text about that using Scripture. Now, one of the things I'm going to be using prolifically throughout this uh, two-hour broadcast is a topic called the Tabernacle of Moses. The Tabernacle of Moses is a structure that was constructed by Moses, the plan thereof being given to him by God on Mount Sinai. And God was very specific on paying close attention to the construction of the Tabernacle of Moses because the Bible says that God told Moses on Mount Sinai, he says, make sure, this is in Exodus 20. Five, the last verse it says, and look that you make them the implements on the pattern uh, in the tabernacle of Moses after their pattern, which was shown you on the mount. That's what God told Moses. He said, make sure that you obey the directives I've given you on the mount for the construction of this tabernacle of Moses. And I believe, and many prognosticators of Scripture believe that that is because it was going to be a template for everything from that point forward. You know, that's, you say, Kaz, that's a big statement. Yes, it is. For everything that God would plan from that point forward, you know, as I've been a student of the tabernacle of Moses through the decades, I've come to realize that God gave us that so that we can understand the things that are going on now. And, you know, in Scripture it talks about how invaluable the time frames of God are if we stay in alignment with his calendar, 
His calendar is not the Gregorian calendar. His is the biblical calendar. And as we understand the plans behind the biblical calendar, we'll realize that God has inserted his truths for us to glean from there. So what I'm going to be doing in this Come Together San Diego broadcast is sharing with you some insights about uh, God's plans in not only the tabernacle of David, I'm sorry, Tabernacle of Moses. You'll hear me make that slip every once in a while because to me, the Tabernacle of Moses in the Old Testament and as it relates to the Now Testament and the Tabernacle of David are very synonymous in many ways. So sometimes I'll slip and you can remind me (laughs) or I'll remind myself. And uh, so I'm really talking about the Tabernacle of Moses right now. That was that structure that God instructed Moses to build uh, as he referenced it on Mount Sinai. So let me kind of give you an overview of this before I dive deeply into this, but you're going to find that God created that construction to tell us what's going on in these last days, but not only generally speaking what is going to be going on in these last days, but what is going on in the United States of America, not only in the United States of America, but your states and you who are living within that or those states. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. So let me kind of give you an overview about the tabernacle of Moses so that we, when I start out giving you the analogies between different parts, the north, the south, the east, and the west of the United States, the continental United States to begin with, you will begin to realize that this was strategized and even this very United States was constructed in a way that God could use as an informational tool for Y-O-U. Now, the tabernacle of Moses was a structure that was built back in the day when Moses and the children of Israel were sojourning through the wilderness. And they spent some time around a mountain called Mount Sinai or Mount Sinai, and God used that mountain as a communication tool as well. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. He he structured his time with Moses to... uh, relate different characters of the personage of God on that and from that mountain, and we see that showing off today. Now, many people use the tabernacle of Moses as a springboard into educating people about the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the signs and the times from the Old Testament to the New, and tie it in with different prophetical books and things like that, and different uh, ecclesiastical books, different uh, Torah, books of Torah, uh, and, and and I'm going to do the same, but I'm going to go into a little bit greater detail. What uh, A typical teaching about the tabernacle of Moses would be, and you'll hear many Baptists and Pentecostals using the literal tabernacle of Moses as an instruction tool about things they want to communicate about God's character and God's directives. But they will talk a lot about, if you were to look at the tabernacle of Moses, what what, what you would see, uh, many of you aren't even familiar with that is, but you look in the book of uh, Exodus chapter 35 and beyond to the end of that chapter, you will find that God gave very specific instructions about what the tabernacle of Moses should look like. And among the important elements within the tabernacle of Moses are pieces of furniture, And when I say pieces of furniture, some of this may be outdoor furniture and some of it may be indoor furniture. But but basically, as you look at the tabernacle of Moses, you'll see the brazen altar where the animal was sacrificed, the brazen laver where washings took place, 
And then as you move from east to west, you will find the laver, uh, the, the um, table of showbread, and then, which is the place where they, the priests broke the bread and uh, drank the wine and so forth. And then you will also find a candlestick. And beyond the candlestick, you will find the altar of incense. And beyond the altar of incense, you will find the Ark of the Covenant. Now, these were arranged in a east-west, north-south perspective, so that when you align the uh, pieces of furniture that are going east-west, you'll see a diagonal line. And then if you look at the pieces of furniture that were going from north-south, you will find a vertical line. And when you put the horizontal and vertical line together, you come up with the cross. So many Bible teachers would say to you that the the uh, uh, tabernacle illustrates the personage of Christ. Christ, as the brazen altar, he was sacrificed on our behalf. Uh, and then the laver, with the washing of the water of the word. And you'll find the, uh, the, the uh, table of showbread as he became the first fruit of many nations. And you see the candlestick as the light of the world. And he is the lighter of those candles. And then the, the the altar of incense, the sweet fragrance that he gives to the Father and that we give one to another in light of him. And, of course, in the westernmost piece of furniture in the Holy of Holies is the Ark of the Covenant. So I want to share with you this as it relates to God, God's plans for us And I think you're going to be amazed, especially when you realize that God used this whole tabernacle of Moses to overlay his truths about God's plans for you, me, the United States of America, even as it relates to Israel, even as it relates to the entire world. It's going to be remarkable and refreshing. And you need to know that God has plans for you, but even more, he has plans for the United States of America. One of the things that I'm going to share with you throughout this show is to encourage you to stand your ground, know who you are, and stand out and be vocal about what God tells you to be vocal about, and stand and observe where he says, stand and observe. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting topic as we walk through the tabernacle of Moses as it's overlaid in the United States of America, particularly the continental United States of America, because his plans for you are eternal, never-ending, but they have uh, begun in great earnest, and they are right in front of you now more than ever before, because God has big plans for YOU and the USA, too. My listening friend, it's exciting to know that he's put this in the Bible, and he's uh, uh, aligned it not only with Israel, uh, but also with the United States of America, and also beyond the United States of America, the entire world. And as Esther was told by Mordecai, her uncle, who knows, but that you were created for such a time as this. And such a time as this begins right now in your stead, and God wants to use you right now and beyond. It's such a joy for me to share this. It's been in my heart for quite some time, and I know that those plans are coming to pass right now. So we're, we're going to be jumping into these other things in the next segment, and we walk through the Tabernacle of Moses, and I'll show you play-by-play 
uh, item of furniture by item of furniture, how this allies and aligns with uh, the United States of America as it relates to the Tabernacle of Moses. And the Tabernacle of Moses is one of the most remarkable structures. It only not only talks about um, what's going on in America, but if you could look into it, it tells you about the days, the months, the years, the tribes, the celestial things. It tells you about the harvests and everything else. The Tabernacle of Moses is perhaps one of the most vital, vital topics in the entire Bible, and I need you to know that it's so, because in future shows we may talk about some other aspects as it relates to the tribes, or as it relates to the seasons, as it relates to the harvest. So in this context, God has plans for you, and I'm going to invite you to spend some time in the chapter 35 of Exodus, talking about the tabernacle of Moses, and even in a place called Leviticus 23, where it talks about um, the, the different seasons and the different harvests and things like that, because God has remarkable plans, and we're we're investing this whole time frame for YOU. And I want you to know that you are here for a purpose. You just didn't, by happenstance, tune into this radio show and tune in to me talking about these things, because it's more than just me talking. What I'm sharing with you needs to be very close to your heart right now, because God wants to apply that to you and your heart, because He wants you to apply it to other people's hearts as well. So we're going to be digging into other things as we come up to this break and as we go up to the break. And I I want you to know it's time for me to go. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends, and uh, thank you for joining me as we meander through a structure that God gave Moses on Mount Sinai called the Tabernacle of Moses. And he said at the close of chapter 25, he says, make sure, Moses, make sure you do this according to the pattern that I've shown you on the mountain. And he showed him the pattern of the tabernacle of Moses. And why must Moses pay close attention to this? Because it was going to be a pattern, a type, an illustration for so many different things. And we're going to dig into this. And my listening friend, you are going to be excited to discover that those things really are intimate as it relates to God's provision for us in the United States of America as we devoted the United States of America to him you will be amazed at his plans for America. A lot of you may be disillusioned as you see what's going on in the news right now because you say, I don't know how American can survive all this credola that's going on. Well, the point of the matter is twofold. Number one, you will play a key role if you listen and obey. And number two, God has given you an ordained pattern, a type, an illustration, a shadow for you to know that God plans to use the United States of America. There's a scripture that I like to use in Proverbs 25, uh, verse 2, and it says, and the, um, God conceals a matter, God conceals a matter, but it is the honor of kings to find it out. And that is you and I have an opportunity to find out what is concealed, is concealed the future of the United States of America in the tabernacle of Moses. And we are going to walk through these things as we move forward in this. So let me let me uh, start by giving you 
a little overview about the, again, about the different pieces of furniture in the tabernacle of Moses and how they are represented, and I'll show proof text that, that this is true, the different implements of furniture in the tabernacle of Moses, and I will show you how that has everything to do with the continental United States, actually all of the states as well. But I'm going to give you the overview of the tabernacle of Moses again, and then I'm going to overlay it with these biblical truths dealing with the United States of America. And what this will mean to you as you sip on this is that God predestined America to be vital in his last day's plans. In fact, my friend, if you want to consider this, there are two nations that have been on God's heart more than the other nations. And the first one, obviously, is the Holy Land or the Promised Land, which he gave to his children in Israel and their constituency, and that includes us. And then there's that's in the Middle East area. But in the United States of America, God gave the Promised Land to the Jews, but the believers that came into America, the Judeo-Christian faithful ones, gave this land over to him. So these are two pieces of property, if you will, that are on God's foremost calendar. They're on his, uh, uh, what do you want to say, his, his, his to-do list. And obviously his, his to-do list are, are intimate, tied to Israel and uh, the children of Israel and the promised land. But his to-do list is also very important in the United States of America. So let me walk you through this tabernacle of Moses, and uh, you're going to see an analogy as I draw a parallel between the tabernacle of Moses and the continental United States of America. As you go from east to west in the tabernacle of Moses and north to south, you're going to, you're going to find some interesting elements that are there. The easternmost uh, piece of furniture in the entryway of the tabernacle of Moses as you enter in from the eastward side of the tabernacle of Moses, one would see the brazen altar. The brazen altar. That is a place of entry. That is a place of initial sacrifice. And as you move into it, you see the brazen laver. And then uh, to the north, you will see the table of showbread. To the south, you'd see the lampstand. And further to the west, you would see the altar of incense. And further to the west, on the west coast, for our perspective, but in the tabernacle of Moses, the furthest west is the Ark of the Covenant. Now, let me overlay the United States of America with this, and you will be amazed on what it means. On the tabernacle of Moses, the outer court area, the brazen altar, was the place where the biggest sacrifice was met. In the United States of America, the entryway to the United States of America was basically Ellis Island and New York, and the the, the entryway there uh, was a place where immigrants would come in and they had to change their lifestyle from the life they knew to the new life they're experiencing. And they gave all their past up for the sake of giving themselves to God and letting God give himself to them into this new nation called soon to be the United States of America. And I want to suggest to you that this brazen altar uh, is significant as you go through it. The brazen altar was a place where the calf was killed, the 
bull, if you will, was killed on that altar, among other sacrifices. But I want to bring this to your attention as it relates to the United States. The United States entryway, there's a need for not only sacrifice of yourself and your previous plans to ally your plans with God's plans, but also this is a danger zone in the United States of America. You know, in Moses' day, that altar was used for the slain calf or cow or bull. In our day, uh, right now, you realize you'll realize that uh, God's plans for the uh, that area has uh, uh, is interjected by the danger of the golden cow or the golden calf. In fact, that uh, is found through Manhattan area and the actually the entryway into the United States. You've got uh, in the Manhattan area, you've got the golden calf. Um, on Wall Street, and that golden calf is similar to the golden calf that Moses was introduced to when he was upon Mount Sinai, and uh, God had to extricate that golden calf mentality from the children of Israel, and he is extricating that gold calf of financial gain that we have in America as well. If we worship money, we will falter and fail, and a lot of times our heart cry to Love God, but worship our finances and the things we can acquire is the biggest danger to intimate relationship with God. So you need to know that God's plans are for him to take that mentality. Um, The love of God is the love of the gold is the root of all evil. And God says, I want you to just take that away from you because that was what was happening in Moses' day, people were focusing on the gold and even the golden calf and even the god of Baal, which was a golden calf emblem or, or um, what do I want to say, a, um, a symbol, not only a symbol but an actual worship entity. So you need to know that God's plans for us in America, and we have to deal with the brazen altar and throw away the stuff that is godless or causing our desire for money and cause our desire to be of God. And then we will realize that God's plans for us shall come to fruition. We'll talk more about this when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Friends, I'm glad that you're with me. Welcome back. We're doing an uh, exegesis, if you will, on the Tabernacle of Moses, how it overlays with the United States, particularly the continental United States of America. I do this to give you um, confidence that God is not finished with America. He's not finished with Americans. He's not finished with you. In fact, during these dire times, these are the times that God intends to use you and your understanding of God's plans that he's uh, outlined for you. And if you look in the book of Exodus, chapter 35 and beyond, you'll find out that the tabernacle of Moses carries those implements. And now God is asking us to put a Holy Spirit flavor on those and comprehend what God's plans are for us. In the last segment, we talked about the outer court area, the entrance to the tabernacle of Moses as it overlays in the United States, and we came up to the entryway into the tabernacle, which was the New York entryway, Ellis Island, and talked about the brazen uh, altar where the 
calf was killed. And the inference there is we need to kill our golden calf as well, which is our love for money as illustrated in Manhattan, in the area where the golden calf is found there, uh, dealing with the investment and so forth and so on. So once we get past that, there's the next piece of furniture in God's tabernacle of Moses, and that is called the brazen laver. That was a, a washstand, basically, where uh, the priests washed and many of the sacrifices were cleansed, tied to the brazen laver as well. And of course, if you look at the United States in, from east to west, you realize the water source there is called the Mississippi, Mississippi River. <laughs> and that goes from north to south, um, and it is a remarkable river, and that is a cleansing from a God, from God's standpoint, just like there was the brazen laver in the tabernacle of Moses, there's the Mississippi River in the United States of America, all the way from north to south, cleansing this nation. And what God wants to do in this nation is he wants us to be cleansed. The Bible talks about the scripture that says being washed by the water of the word of God. God wants us to be cleansed and washed. Once we deal with that brazen altar, with that love of money, which, you know, Americans sometimes uh, focus more on the money part, and even ministries focus more on the money part than the intimacy with God. If you focus on the intimacies of God, then I will supply all your needs according to my glory uh, if you seek me first. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. And when we do that, then we've dealt properly with that brazen altar of sacrifice where Baal was found in the Old Testament and even New Testament days, that Baal worship, that golden calf worship. We take care of that and we are washed and cleansed by the water of the word or the brazen laver. And the United States, the analogy there is if you look at the United States, the continental United States, you will see that Mississippi River running north to south, cleansing all from within. So I, I, I tell you, my friend, God wants to use his plans for you in these last days, and you need to pay. open your eyes. Open your eyes. America, God has planned for America. He's given us the tabernacle of Moses overlaid on the United States of America to illustrate this, and there are so many other ways as well. God has big, big plans, and look in the mirror, my friend, because you get to play a role. No more time for anxiety about where America is and where it is not. God wants you to identify who you are and the part you're going to play in restoring the Judeo-Christian values located within America, within our Declaration of Independence, within the Constitution, and make your stand. As we go through this show, perhaps God will nudge you and say, this is the area where I am calling you to make your stand. It could be tied to education. It could be tied to government and military. It, it could be tied to uh, the family. It could be tied to uh, business. It could be tied to any one of a number of other things. As you hear me talking, you may see the analogy with what people would call the seven mountains of influ influence. Because the family and religion, all these things tied together are parts of the mountains that the enemy has basically taken over. And as we realize that God has overlaid his spirit and his directions and his empowerment, the more we understand not only the tabernacle of Moses, 
from Exodus 35 and beyond, but we understand the geography of the United States of America will be able to understand God's plans for you, no matter where you are in this geography. If you're on the East Coast, beware that the brazen altar could be a real stumbling stone for you. Beware that you need to be cleansed by the Mississippi River washing or whatever means you want to be cleansed through the Lord. And when you traverse past that into the other parts of the central, uh, the United States Central and uh, Midwest and the the northwestern parts of the United States, you'll realize that God has his insignia there as well. So God wants you to realize that he's got plans for YOU. No matter where you are in all of the United States, he has called you, as Mordecai said to Esther, for a specific time such as this. No time to languish in feeling sorry for yourself or feeling sorry for this nation or feeling sorry for this world. God put you here for a reason. As we go through this show on Come Together San San Diego, I hope that God is going to clarify that reasoning with you, for you, and through you as we move further on. So in the next segments, we're going to have a lot of fun dealing with some of the uh, other uh, pieces of furniture in the Tabernacle of Moses as they overlay to the United States of America, east-west, north and south, different implements within the United States of America. So, my friend, God has great big plans. Do not ever negate that. God has plans for Y-O-U. And we're going to dig more deeply into these things. And I want you to take a scripture in Second Chronicles and chapter 7. It talks about, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that's what we're talking about here, these wicked ways, turning from those and seek my face, I will heal their land. God desires to heal our land, and this land is called the United States of America. This land is your land. This land is my land from the East Coast to the West Coast to the Gulf Stream rivers to the mountains to the sea to shining sea. You know, God has plans for you as we deal with this. You are going to find out more and God's plans uh, are yea and amen. My listening friend, God's plans are yea and amen. <sighs> you know, my heart is very heavy sometimes about this because I have a, a come together San Diego. I have a real heart cry for the people of this nation, but also the state of California and this place called San Diego, California. I know that God has plans for each of those. And as I go through this study on the tabernacle of Moses overlaying the continental United States of America, I see great hope in every city, every state, every part, north, south, east, and west of this nation, because God has preordained, foreordained us to stand God's ground within it. As we walk through this tabernacle of Moses as it relates to the United States of America, you will be inspired and impelled to listen to God, hear his voice, and then stand fast in what God desires to say to and through you. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more as we prepare for the next segment coming up. Remember the scripture I just gave you in Second Chronicles 7.14. It says, If my people who are called by my name will hear my voice and humble themselves and um, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, 
I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. You know, a lot of people have taken that to mean heal their land, meaning Israel, and that is true. But God desires to heal our land, which is called the United States of America as well. The United States of America needs a healing process. Within that healing process, when healing happens, also people's lives are changed. People's dedications to the Lord are enhanced. And the greatest, I want to say the greatest uh, incoming of unbelievers is in the process of happening even right now. And so when you realize that you get to play a role in that, as you listen to God and you obey, you're going to see not only the land be healed, but people within the land be healed. And so as this healing has taken place, you'll realize you look and you talk to God through Holy Spirit and God through Holy Spirit says, yes, and here's the task I have for you. Here's the task I have for you. And you go, well, are you kidding? I was just going to church on Sundays or Saturday evenings or whatever, and uh, I was just going to go about my regular life beyond that. Well, the, forget the regular life because God's plans are for you right now and thoroughly based on what he wants you to do. So my listening friend, we're going to be taking a break and I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about some other vestiges, some other elements in the tabernacle of Moses, overlay them. In particular, we're going to deal with a place uh, called the table of showbread, which is in the kind of the northern uh, central area of the United States. And we're going to talk about the power therein when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Oh, woe is me. Our nation, the United States of America, is being threatened on so many sides that uh, it's hard for me to believe that America is in God's plans. And if America isn't in God's plans, am I? (laughs) You know, be honest with yourself. You may be even thinking these things or have thought these things as you see the tribulation going on in the United States of America. And you may ask yourself, and rightly so, what is the role from God's perspective of the United States of America? Does it play a role in the last days as written in Scripture, Old Testament or First Testament and uh, the New Testament or the Second Testament, as many would say? I say unequivocally yes, and God has given proof text for this throughout Scripture. We're spending some time talking about uh, God's tabernacle of Moses, where God told Moses uh, to pay close attention to the things that he showed him about the building of the tabernacle of Moses. Make sure you keep uh, true to the pattern that I showed you on the mount. Why did he show this pattern? Because this pattern could be overlaid in so many different things to give encouragement to those who study his word. And my friend, I encourage you to study his word and see his encouragements therein. In fact, I would say this about the tabernacle of Moses. Within the tabernacle of Moses, there are so many truths, not only as it relates to the United States of America, but there are so many truths about God's feasts and festivals, his uh, harvest times, his tribes, even the information about the different solar and lunar eclipses and everything else. It's all there. You just have to know how to decipher it and look for it. Today on Come Together San Diego, we are diving into the tabernacle of Moses for the purpose of discerning the different elements, pieces of furniture, if you will, within the tabernacle of Moses as they align and uh, 
relate to the um, different parts of the continental United States of America. We spent time talking about the entryway to the Tabernacle of Moses is illustrious of the entryway into the United States of America, Ellis Island. We talked about the brazen altar, which uh, is in the Tabernacle of Moses, and how that relates to the in the on the East Coast. You have the uh, the golden calf uh, in the Manhattan area, and that is tied to. Uh, finances and gold and silver and precious metal and things like that. And if you spend your time craving after those things, then you're going the wrong direction. God wants you to crave after him because the scripture says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the gold and the silver are his and the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So as we take that into our consideration and we change our focus from the earthly things to God's plans for us in the uh, supernatural and natural from his point of view, it changes the way of our thinking. We realize that not only we, but the United States of America in which we live and our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution were built on Judeo-Christian values, and we need to stand our ground when the enemy is doing just the opposite things, which seems to be taking effect in America these days. So we talked about the brazen altar, and we talked about the uh, brazen laver, which was the washstand, and we analogized, if you will, that as being tied to the Mississippi River. Now, the next piece of furniture in the Tabernacle of Moses, I'm going to go northern to the north-central part of the United States, and the piece of furniture up there is called the Table of Showbread. And the Table of Showbread is actually a place where the bread, in fact, the uh, many prognosticators in history and in the United States call that the bread basket, the bread basket of the United States. And those are the kind of the northern states, and they would include North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, Nebraska, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Colorado, Wyoming, and even in some instances, Texas um, and New Mexico and, you know, Montana and things like that. All those areas are known as the bread basket of the United States of America. And it's not surprising if you realize God's character that God has the table of showbread, which was the place where the bread and the wine were discovered and, and the priests ministered using those implements. We realize that God has this table of showbread illustrative in the areas of the bread basket of the United States of America, North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, Nebraska, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Colorado, Wyoming, and to some degree Texas, and you know Montana and New Mexico. All these areas are known as the breadbasket in the central area of the United States. How much so it is for us if God wants us to be kings and priests after the order of Melchizedek, which is talked about in the book of Hebrews. God wants us to be kingly and priestly and understand the breadbasket of the United States and how it relates to the area of sustenance and provision, not only for the United States of America, but these areas have been known to feed and care for other nations as well. And I think that's a real picture about what God wants to do in the United States of America is to be a breadbasket, not only for America, but for the rest of the nations. And right now, it feels like all these things have been confiscated by the enemy and the enemy's plans, but God wants to restore these, and one of the things he needs to restore them uh, is his body. The Bible talks about Jesus is the head, and we are his body. 
So he wants us to make our stands and say, not on my watch, not at this time frame. You're not going to be taking away our property, our land, and even some of this governmental land, which is being deeded over to foreign countries. Are you kidding? Ask the Lord if there's anything that you can do about that or if there's anybody around that's doing something about that and align with them and make your stand. This is the breadbasket that God provided for God in the United States, God provided for God's kids in the United States of America and beyond. And we are going to stand for that. We're going to stand for God, godliness. And, you know, the Bible talks about um, healing is the children's bread, but it also talks about Jesus as the bread of life. So here you see the analogy of Jesus represented in the bread and in the wine and in the breaking of bread. And I, I want to give you an analogy here as I look at this throughout the churches throughout the United States of America, we need to not neglect the breaking of bread because that breaking of bread not only brings us to a horizontal relationship, but a vertical relationship with the Lord, but the horizontal relationship as well. As you read about the breaking of bread, you realize that in some instances, this has been cause for death because they inappropriately uh, applied or misapplied the breaking of bread. And I want to suggest to you that the misapplication of the breaking of bread is for my own, you know, I don't want this for my table, for my family, for my own sustenance. And God's saying, no, you need to have the, the bread and the wine not only for your sustenance, for the sustenance of others, as you get together with one another believers and you break bread with one another, all of a sudden that horizontal community is empowered and the vertical community through Holy Spirit is empowered as well. So God wants that to happen. Sometimes, even in a church environment, we neglect the horizontal relationships with one with another or we... Uh, neglect the vertical relationships with God. And God says, no, no, no. I want you to break the bread and partake of the blood of the Lord through the, uh, through the vine, the, the grape juice or wine or whatever you take in your communion, because God wants that to be a bonding factor, not only for you and he vertically, but also you and he horizontally through your brother and sister. So, my friend, if you sense that the enemy is coming in, the Bible says when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Lord shall raise a standard against that uh, enemy. And you look in the mirror, you get to be that standard. Whatever God has called you to be, whatever flag he's asked you to bear uh, of godliness, he wants you to hang tight to that flag. He wants you to hang tight to that flag horizontally with, with other people, but he also wants you to understand that that flag is part of your character. And you cannot deny that character. A lot of times in the church environment, we just get so complacent and go, it's just a one-day thing, and then I can go back about my life. You need to rethink your life right now, my friend. You need to rethink your life and not to just spend a one-day seeking the Lord or reading the Word or whatever in the rest of the time. Not God wants you to do so now and continually. Life is built around the Lord and you, not you and um, your successes and failures, but if you cause God's desire to become what you focus for your success, then you shall not fail. Scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added unto you, but you got to seek first the kingdom of God. And God's plans for you, my friend, the Bible says, God's plans for you are yes and amen, but a lot of times what we try to do is we try to um, circumvent God's plans and say, God's plans are okay, and I'll deal with those um, on one day a week, or I'll dig into Scripture at my convenience. No, no, 
You need to make that your life and let God show you how that uh, in your life is going to be uh, empowered. And my, my friend, it's, it's not uh, the days we had in the past, many decades earlier, you go, oh, this is okay. I can do it this way and that way. Yes, but the, time, the times have changed. And God wants to invest his success to you and through you. But you have to be not only a willing servant, you have to be a servant that makes godly stands. So horizontal relationships, vertical relationships, do not neglect the breaking of bread or the partaking of God's communion wine, because those things are true, and he's going to empower Y-O-U. We'll talk more about these things and the different implements in the Tabernacle of Moses in America when I come back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K Praise. Welcome back, my friends, to the second hour of Come Together San Diego, where we're talking about how America, how America is absolutely vital to God's plans, you know, and a lot of you because we pay attention to what's going on in the news, many of you do, or many of you realize that at least it will hit you in the grocery store or, you know, in the gas tank or something like that. America is in a state of attack from a spiritual standpoint and even a natural standpoint. And the question we have to ask ourselves as Americans who embrace not only America, but the Judeo-Christian values within America— and uh, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States, we go, what is happening to these things? They're being subjugated or taken away by an enemy intent that is not of Judeo-Christian heritage, and we feel a threat, but we just don't know what to do about it. Well, I'm here to tell you that America is in God's plans, and it's from Scripture, and we're digging into that today, but also you're in His plans and uh, if you're just complacent about in your life and just going, I'll just see what happens and take it as it comes. No, he wants us to be activated. He wants us to be his soldiers. He's the head and we're the body and his head telling us to do what he wants us to do through the empowerment of Holy Spirit, which indwells you as a believer. So we're talking more and more about that and we're giving you proof text that the scripture talks about the United States in a, maybe a perhaps a little abstract way, but nonetheless, God gives us um, analogies for patterns and times and seasons for these days. And in Exodus chapter 35, the tabernacle of Moses is really clearly overlaid upon the United States of America, particularly the continental United States of America. We've been talking about that, and we've been going over the different implements of furniture in the tabernacle of Moses and aligning them with the things that are going on, the structures and the different parts of the United States that uh, tie in with those structures in the tabernacle of Moses. So before I go any further, let me just invite you, if you want to talk with me, I'll give you a website to communicate with me if you'd like, and you can say, Kaz, here's an idea for a show, or here are my thoughts, whatever. Don't be surprised if I contact you and say, come on, join me on the show. (laughs) I do that because this is called Come Together San Diego, and oftentimes you're part of San Diego, so the things that God has given you, we want to share with other people. That email address is come together san diego at kprz.com once again come together san diego at kprz.com so we're having fun overlaying 
the map of the Tabernacle of Moses with the map of the continental United States. We spent time in—I'm going to read to you my preface for the entire show, and we've been spending time walking through this. But the question is, what biblical role does America and you as an American play in these last days? And I'm here to tell you plenty. We're actually excavating the Tabernacle of Moses from Exodus 35, and we're overlaying that with the continental United States— And my friend is going to help you be assured that you were born literally for such a time as this. So we spent time uh, in the entryway in New York and that area, New York State, and um, the entryway at Ellis Island and things like that, and then came in in the Tabernacle of Moses. That entryway is known as the entrance to the tabernacle, but the first implement of furniture you see is the brazen altar, and the brazen altar is where the oxen were killed, blood was shed. And I brought to you the analogy that we need to be aware that that oxen that's found in the New York area uh, and in Manhattan area is that golden calf that's there that really ties into the love of money. We have to subjugate the love of money and have it become the love of the Lord. And then God, since he owns the cattle on the thousand hills and the gold and the silver are his, then he will supply what you need according to his riches in glory. So we talked about that. We talked about the brazen Labor and how that related to the Mississippi River. We talked about the table of showbread and how the different uh, states in the United States carried part of the definition of the bread basket of the United States of, Ari- uh, of the United States of America. And now we're going southbound here on the Tabernacle of Moses, and the next implement of furniture is seen is called the lampstand, the lamp stand. And so I would ask you this question, what empowers a lampstand? In Bible days, that lampstand was empowered by oil. What? Yes, oil. So what state comes to mind or series of states around this state comes to mind? Of course, this is Texas. And in a very real way, in a very real way, the United States of America uh, is embrightened by the oil in Texas. Of course, we have uh, the other northernmost state of Alaska, which is brimming with oil in other areas as well. But by far the largest oil-producing state in the United States uh, with a total production of 1.85 billion, 1.85 billion barrels according to the 2019 census. Of course, that has changed with different governments uh, doing different things to disallow uh, uh, different oil flows and things like that. But I just need to have you know that buried within the ground in the United States is a great deal of oil. This is illustrative in the Tabernacle of Moses' uh, days as the uh, the things that embrightened the uh, lamp and the lampstand in Scripture in the tabernacle of Moses, and God told Moses to do exactly as I showed you the pattern on the mount. That pattern was illustrated in the tabernacle of Moses to showcase the United States of America, I believe, and as to allay some of the concerns that you have about the United States of America and God's plans for the United States of America. Let's talk a little bit about what God's doing in America right now. We've got Election things uh, coming to boil <laughs> right now. We've got uh, conservative people and we have liberal people, but even beyond the different uh, 
political offices, we have people that embrace the conservative values, and we have people that uh, embrace very, very liberal values, and you'll find that the conservative values really align with the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and the amendments to the Constitution. But those who embrace the most liberal of the liberal values disregard the Constitution and they disregard the Declaration of Independence and they disregard the different amendments to say it's time for that old, old document to be changed into a new, new, now, now document. And by the way, let us write that document and not include the inkage, if you will, from uh, conservatives. Uh, we want to define this ourselves, and we got to force you to do what we want you to do. Well, that is not the American heart, the American spirit. Throughout these different uh, states that I'm talking about in this uh, overlay of the Tabernacle of Moses in the United States, there, there are conservatives and there are people of different bents, uh, but these— the key point is they love America, they love God, America, and the family. And uh, the, the people that are against that, that don't love God, that don't love America, and even that don't love the family unit, uh, they're the ones that are suspect. And I want you to pay close attention to who those people are. A lot of times they're uh, skewing media, so if you say something against them, you're uh, a conspiracy theorist or you're a person that is against uh uh, what's right. And of course, they're defining what is right based on their own definition. Right in their mind is uh, taking the children uh, that are in the school environments and training them up adverse to what God says. They're training them up that it's okay to be any sex that you want. It's okay to read these volumes of uh, pornographic literature. It's okay to do all these things against the children. It's okay to embrace Abortion, it's okay to do all these things. And once again, that goes back to that golden calf issue where the golden calf of Baal was uh, initiated not only in Israel, but also the United States. And we have been worshiping Baal by embracing abortion, embracing taking children out and destroying children, taking their education away from them. My friend, all this stuff was meant to embrighten God's kids, empower God's kids and the oil in the lamp stands is illustrative of that of that so god wants us to stand our ground for godliness against the godlessness that's going on right now and i want you to know that god has plans for solving the godlessness you want to know how that's going to happen through godly people you want to know who that is look in the mirror my friends america is in turmoil America is being threatened like never before, and the ones that are going to solve it are not the politicians, not the people that are the educators, or not any of these other prognosticators. The people that are going to solve it are God's kids who believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And my listening friend, guess who that is? That is Y-O-U. It's time to eliminate being complacent. It's time to make your stand. Understand what part of this uh, restoration of America and restoration of the Bible is in your court and stand your ground with other people because God's going to bring other people to your left and to your right, and he's going to empower you by the power of Holy Spirit. We're going to talk more about this and the United States of America and God's plans when I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K Praise. 
Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. Come Together San Diego. I'm spending some time, very specific and targeted time, talking about the United States of America and how it relates to you and how you relate to it. Not only the Judeo-Christian values, which are prolific within this nation, or at least have been prolific, have been the vital part, in my point of view, to the success of America, the Judeo-Christian values. But I'm also identifying those who are adverse to these Judeo-Christian values and aligning those with those who have ulterior motives to um, make America their own personal place with the population of America being subservient or subservient to them. That's no good. That's no good. And that's really what the threat is in the United States of America. And God wants us to stand our ground in adverse, in this adversity, adverse to that. So my friend, I'm going to give you a scripture that uh, as one of my uh, keynote scriptures for this time, as I overlay the tabernacle of Moses in Exodus um, 35 and beyond with the United States of America. I'm, let me rephrase that. Your United States of America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's time for us to live free and be brave. The bravery is the thing that's going to allow us to stand free. And a lot of times as I look at believers, the being brave is very secondary, if they're at all. The intent would oftentimes be, let somebody else do it and I'll kind of watch. That time is over. God wants us to stand our ground. He wants us to understand what our piece of the equation is and to stand there be in relation with other people that have a similar calling and to stand your ground. Because the enemy makes loud noises, but they're a very, very, very minuscule part of the population in the United States of America. These are people that are adverse to the Constitution, to the Declaration of Independence, to the... Uh, plans of God in the Judeo-Christian values in which this nation, one nation under God, has been created. So God wants us to stand his ground as we stand our ground. Our ground becomes his ground. We've talked about overlaying the tabernacle of Moses with the uh, continental United States, and we got quite far in this. We've talked about the brazen altar. We've talked about the brazen laver being the Mississippi River. We've talked about the bread basket Bread basket of America, starting from the north going southward, the different states that are tied to the bread basket. We've talked about the oil for the lampstand uh, located in the southern parts of the United States, Texas, and of course also in Alaska as well. But uh, the oil reserves in the United States of America are not only enough to empower and embrighten this nation, but also to be empowerment and embrightenment, embrightenment for other nations as well. And God's plan is for the United States not only to be a great entity and a great nation, but a nation that inspires other nations, a nation that comes alongside the nation of Israel. So the next piece of furniture that we are going to deal with is called the altar of incense, the tabernacle of Moses, the altar of incense. Now, that altar of incense in Moses' day was uh, an, uh, a place where coil, uh, coal was burned. Coil was burned and then... Uh, Different fragrances were uh, uh, were burned on top of that, and it made the Bible talks about a sweet smelling fragrance in the nostrils of God. That's what happens at the altar of incense. The altar of incense is also illustrative of praise and worship. Praise and worship goes up, 
And the Bible says that God inhabits God inhabits the praises of Israel. So one of the and Israel can be you and I uh, of Israel descent through our relationship with Jesus through the um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through Israel as being a child of Israel through Jesus. So this is very pertinent to us being uh, worshipful, and even in the in, in the contrary times. Uh, being worshipful. In fact, it is the contrary times, if you look in the uh, book of the Psalms, many times the adversity in the land was the thing that caused King David to worship more intently and intensely. And as a result of that, the Bible talks about God inhabiting the praises of his people. So this altar of incense uh, identified uh, as the, where the coal is being manufactured in the United States of, uh, of America is vital as well. And this is illustrative from a biblical standpoint of worship and praise. You know, the altar of incense in the United States of America where coal is uh, most prolific are in states like, um, I would say, Wyoming in Montana and other surrounding states, that coal mine. Well, coal is used in the Bible as an area to ignite the, the flame and cause incense to be burned. And I'm drawing the analogy between incense being burned and the incense of worship and praise being burned on our altar of our daily lives. And God wants us to be worshipful and praiseful because God says, that he inhabits the praises of his people. The Bible talks about him inhabiting the praises of his people. And God wants to inhabit our praise. And a lot of times when we're anxious or concerned about things, we don't, we throw up a little prayer or a little blessing and go, Oh, Lord, help me, Lord. Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help this nation. Amen. And then you go about your other things. No, prayer is, is something that's intense. Worship is something that is intense. I say intense. It could be I-N-T-E-N-T-S as well when we're talking about the tabernacle of Moses. But that's Kaz's little pun. Sorry about that. But it's so true. It's so true. God wants us to be intense. I-N-T-E-N-S-E-N. I-N-T-E-N-T-S from a tabernacle of Moses standpoint where the altar of incense was there was worship and praise. And God wants us to be worshipful and praiseful right now because it's the worship and praise that God inhabits. And when God inhabits our praises, even though things look very, very, very bad in America, very, very bad, and we go, we don't have the mechanisms in America to solve this. Well, God has put different people in different places to be part of that mechanism. But the real mechanism is once these people are in place and geared up, the worship and praise of God will empower you. God will give you empowerment like the priests that were the Ark of the Covenant as they worship and praise the Bible talks about uh, different different kings as you worship and praise. God inhabits the praises of the people, and the enemy is vanquished, and all you have to do is pick up the spoils. <laughs> that sounds good, doesn't it? Well, I'll tell you what, God is desiring us to call him forth to show himself mightily in these contrary and wicked times. And so what God wants us to do is praise him, worship him, be intimate with him. And the only way that that can happen in the fullness of God's plans is allowing God's Holy Spirit to empower you and embrace you and your heart cry. And God may tell you, I want you to worship me about education, or I want you to worship me about the government. I want you to to worship me about uh, uh, 
uh, family, your family, or church environment. I want you to worship me regarding um, media or uh, entertainment. I want you to worship me in light of the contrariness that's going on there. And God will intercede, and God will stand with you in the midst of what we would call one of those seven mountains of influence in America. God will intercede, and those things are going down to give God's kids preeminence on those mountaintops, preeminence in these states called the United States of America. So we're talking about the coal and the burning of spices and the altar of incense in the tabernacle of Moses' days. You saw this in the times and time frames in Moses' days, even in the days of the kings as well, those who embrace God and worship and praise, King David being illustrious of this, you worship and praise and God intercedes because the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So what you going to do? What you going to do? What you going to do when the enemy stands his ground against you? Well, you know, you could go out there and you can scream and yell and throw pitchforks and things like that. But God wants us not to do that. He wants us to worship and praise him. And the people that he's orchestrated in each one of these areas of influence, he will empower them. And you are likely going to be one of them in some way, manner, or shape and stand your ground. And when you do that in a praising, worshipful fashion, and you've had the breaking of the the showbread and the, and the wine of God's communion one with another, you're empowered vertically and horizontally, and God will inhabit your praise at the the uh, altar of incense in the United States of America and beyond, and you will be empowered, and God will say, see, watch what I can do. And the people that are observing it that are uh, adverse to the Judeo-Christian values, they'll go, what? What's happening here? We had no plan that these people would be able to make their stand, but it's not you making your stand alone. It's you making your stand within the God of all creation. And guess what? That will also be the impetus for many, 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 many more people to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you realize that God has plans for you, to you, and through you, worship him, praise him. And and don't say, well, things are just great and them not being great. God wants you to be honest with the ways things as you see them, confess them as you see them, but also confess that God is greater than these problems. And as God is greater than these problems, you realize that God is going to be the solution of these problems. Sometimes we may look at different uh, people in government, our past president, for example, or other people that are making godly stands, and they're all okay, but God wants to use them to empower them, but it has to be through God. Through our God, we shall do valiantly. It is he who shall put down the enemy. So we're going to talk more about this as we walk through the different elements of furniture in the tabernacle of Moses as it relates to the United States of America and Y-O-U when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. And no, we're not messing around. We've got uh, a plan, and God is inspiring us to keep that plan because he's got plans that overlay our plans, and his plans cannot come to fruition about the United States of America and his empowerment of America without the kids that are Judeo-Christian uh, believers within America that believe in our Declaration of Independence, 
that believe in our Constitution and the amendments to the Constitution. God wants to use these things and to empower them as us, uh, as we worship and praise him, as we become in fellowship horizontally and vertically with him and uh, others, uh, we are empowered. But it's not going to be us that's doing it. We're his body, and he's doing it. Sometimes he uses his body, but he's always using his body, who is a worshipful praising body, and we talked about that in the previous segment and segments. And now it's time to get to one of my most favorite parts of this teaching, and it was one that you're going to love, especially if you reside in a place called California. (laughs) Many of my listening friends do come from a place called California, and others that uh, hear this on podcasts and things like that. You may be in other parts of the United States of America or other parts of the world as well. But just understand that the United States of America has been and can be and should be a leader to direct people to Judeo-Christian values, which also is tied to Israel, as uh, future programs and past programs have uh, suggested. But also, the United States of America in and of itself needs to be empowered. And, you know, the enemy really empowers—back when you talk about the different uh, uh, other different— religions and things like that, the the people in Iran identify, uh, which is, uh, you know, Iran and Persia or Persia of the Bible sense or, um, uh, or, you know, Babylon from a biblical standpoint, they identify as Israel being the little Satan and the United States being the big Satan. And the target is on the United States to bring us down, to bring us down. And part of that bringing us down is happening in this nation right now. But they don't really uh, understand what God is doing. God is setting the stage for the big old comeback. I, I, you know, there's a, um, there's a video that is now, I saw it on Rumble. Um, uh, and it's, and uh, let's see if I can think of the name of it. Um, the, uh, the Greatest Show on Earth. It's called The Greatest Show on Earth. You might want to dig that out. Look on Rumble and put The Greatest Show on Earth. It's about 80 minutes worth of uh, deep, deep uh, instruction about how uh, things are being orchestrated to restore America. And at the very end of that, you see God being glorified at the very end frames of that uh, documentary. The Greatest Show on Earth. Put it in Rumble and spend some time around that. It's probably going to be one of the best 80 minutes you will have spent in your lifetime, and it will help you understand. And as I was preparing for this about the United States of America and the Tabernacle of Moses, I could see them showing this, but not in the way that I'm showing it. I'm showing it from a biblical standpoint. They were showing it more from a natural standpoint and from a governmental and military standpoint. But anyway, it's worth your attention. Here we are in the next to the last segment, and we are talking about the next piece of furniture in the tabernacle of Moses. And we were, have dealt with different parts of the United States of America. We've, we've, we've dealt with New York area and the East Coast and we have done uh, our due diligence there about the entryway to the tabernacle of Moses as it relates to that and the washing of the water, the, the word in the Mississippi River. And then I took you to the breadbasket of the United States, which is analogous of the table of showbread in the tabernacle of Moses. And uh, those states uh, deal with uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, Nebraska, Arkansas, Oklahoma, 
Colorado, Wyoming, and Texas to some degree, and Montana and New Mexico. I mean, this is the breadbasket. This is the empowerment of this nation, not only to empower and feed us, but to to feed the nations as well. And that's God's style. It's God's style. Then we went to another piece of furniture in the tabernacle of Moses, and that was the candlestick, and the candlestick is embrightened by oil, and we know that Texas is perhaps one of the largest oil-producing states in the United States of America, and um, the enemy wants to subjugate that, of course, Alaska as well. But we've got tremendous amount of wealth uh, in this nation and in the different states of this nation, and it is the United States of America, and it needs to be the United Church of the Lord as well. So no matter what denomination you're hanging out in, you need to be aware that God has plans for you. And it may not only be within your denomination, it may be within the denominations being called together to be shoulder to shoulder. And as we do that, and we break communion bread together, uh, symbolizing the unity horizontal and vertical with with the taking of the imbibing of the wine as well, it brings us together with one another and together with the Lord through Holy Spirit. And we are empowered. As we have that empowerment, we worship the Lord, and that is analogous to the altar of incense, the tabernacle of of, uh, Moses' days. But I talked about that as it relates to the coal mining areas of the United States, Wyoming, Montana, and other surrounding areas as well. And that's uh, uh, illustrative of the pleasant savor going up into the nostrils of God. And that pleasant savor is worship and praise. God wants us to worship and praise him with all our strength because God inhabits the praises and worship of Israel. God will inhabit our praises and worship as well. Now, here we have the stage set for entering into the holiest of holies. And interestingly enough, God orchestrated the state of California as being tied to the Ark of the Covenant, because the Ark of the Covenant, of course, was made of gold. It was made of gold overlaid with uh, shittim wood, it's called. And the Ark of the Covenant was a place that was uh, had a curtain separating it from the holy place and, separate, and another curtain separating that from the outer court. But God wants us to go all the way into that intimacy, and the gold that's found in California is illustrious of that. But like the golden calf in Moses' day, gold can be used for false worship. The golden calf, uh, which we see in the Manhattan area of of, uh, New York, the the financial industry and the cow of gold, you know about that in Manhattan. In Manhattan, but also there's the gold issue is of uh, issue in the in California as well. The worship of gold and the golden calf, the the uh, you know, and the golden calf of Baal was uh, was really tied to uh, child sacrifice. It was tied to uh, evilness like uh, no other knows. And uh, there's a place in California called the Bohemian Grove, the Bohemian Grove, and that's where many of the bad bad guys. Uh, whether they're in finance or whether they're in whether they're in politics or wherever, they congregate there and they make evil plans not only against this nation but this world, and they have a one world mentality 
to take us away from our states and in our nations and to serve them. That's the big plan that's going on, not only in America, but all the other nations of the world, including Israel. And God says, uh, not on my watch, not right now. You're not going to do that. I'm going to stand the ground. And he's calling people like America and Americans to make their stand because we have such a prolifically wealthy nation that we can impact the other nations and Israel as well. So God's saying, be whom you've been called to be. And this golden calf issue or this gold issue that's really tied to Baal and Baal worship really deals with California and the child abuse that's going on in California, child abuse. And so God wants to circumvent that. He wants us to make uh, our stand. Now, when I talk about child abuse and abortion, many of you perk your ears up because you have made standards or you desire to make a stand against child abuse and abortion. And in particular, in the United States of America, a state where the governor says, uh, I'm going to make this uh, an area of protection for those who want to have abortions, and it's flying really against what God and godliness is all about. So you may have a stand that you want to make regarding the abortion issue, or you may have a stand you want to make tied to the child abuse issue. Find somebody else in your camp or your your, uh, church environment or wherever, and stand with them, have them stand with you, and you're going to realize that God's plans are for you to make your stand uh, with one another horizontally and vertically with the Lord and worship and praise him and then stand and watch and see the power of God descending upon you. And as a result of that, God's kids are going to be God's kids. God's plans are God's plans. And you don't get glorified, nor your church or your denomination or the people that surround you. God gets glorified in through and to you. That's the plan of attack right now, and God desires that to be the attack that he uses through you, his body, his body right now. And I want to encourage you right now, there's no time uh, that is more important than NOW now, and there's no person that's more important than you doing what you've been called to do. So it's time for us to make our stand, get horizontal with uh, other people, and get vertical with the Lord, and watch and see what the Lord can do as we praise and worship Him and realize that His plans are greater than ours. We're going to find out what greater than our plans are when we talk more about this when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Yes, indeedy do da. It's time for us to close this two-hour broadcast of Come Together San Diego. This is the last segment. Traditionally, in the last segments, we summarize the things that we've talked about, and we give you a call to action. And uh, by now, you maybe sense what the call to action is because I've been giving you this call to action throughout the entire show. Bottom line is, God's not through with America. God's not through with Americans. God's not through with you. As Mordecai said to Esther, who knows but that you were made for such a time as this? Well, my listening friend, you were, are, and will be made for such a time as this. But it's not time for you to be complacent and do what you've been doing in the past. He wants you to stand your ground, find others that are standing similar ground for godliness, and become arm-in-arm with them and empowered with them 
and through them and uh, see what God does with that. But also not only the horizontal relationship, but you must keep that vertical relationship through Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I have to leave you, but when I leave, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. What God is doing right now is he's leading us into all truth. And as he leads us into all truth, that means the obviousness, distruth that is being sequestered upon us becomes more and more obvious. The closer we get to the bearer of the truth, the more we realize those who are pretending to proclaim the truth but have ulterior motives. And that's what's going on right now. And I think the ulterior motives of those that are in government, those that are in education, those that are dealing in the family environment, those who are uh, dealing with the business environment, those that are dealing with uh, the entertainment environment, and those that are dealing in the media environment that are subjugating the truth and calling it the truth, those are liars, L-I-A-R-S. They're liars. God wants his kids to identify them, stand their ground, but entrust God, not their own empowerment, to deal with it. Because as you do that and you make God stand through what God stirs you to do, you will impact major change. And as America changes, so changes uh, the world, literally. And we have a great deal to do in the United States and through the United States to the nations. And in particular, I love Israel and those who embrace the Judeo-Christian values in the United States of America must also love Israel. So that's where we are and that's where we're going. And uh, you heard me just mention as I walked through the uh, different implements of furniture in the tabernacle of Moses and overlaid those in the in the United States, the brazen altar on the East Coast and the uh, brazen laver of the Mississippi River and the breadbasket of the United States in the northern central part of America, uh, the table of showbread. And then you head south and you get the uh, lampstand embrightened by the oil and we use Texas and other surrounding states as that. And then in the central part of the western United States, you had coal mines, and the coal mines is illustrative of the altar of incense and that sweet-smelling fragrance of the Lord, and that, that fragrance is worship and praise, entrusting God with what God gives us. And then we head to that golden state. Oh, that's our state, the state of California. And gold here is also uh, an element of worship as Baal, the golden calf, is worshipped as well. We have to stand our ground against that because God wants us to enter into the holy of holy intimacy with him in the in, in uh, California. California is a golden, the place of the gold rush. God wants us to embrace the gold, but only as he gives it to us. And that's talking about so many different things. I don't have time to... Uh, illustrate that in great depth right now. But just know, here we are in a time frame in California, child abuse tied to bail worship and uh, abortion and things like that are, are, are manifest. You know that there are people around that can be to your left and to your right, that you can make stands for that. This nation needs to be returned to God. Elections are coming up. We need to hear what God has to say about that. And those seven mountains, you know, the, the, the there's a, a seven mountain mandate. You heard me referring to that. And I'm going to refer to this as we close this uh, Come Together broadcast. But those seven mountains, and, the, you know, people uh, uh, in Bible teaching uh, allude to this. Lance Wallnau is one of those, uh, and there are others as well. Um, 
people in the Elijah list, uh, Johnny Enlow and others, deal with this. But let me give you these seven mountain mandate, while they in sing- singularly are not part of the Scripture, but collectively they are. These are the areas where the enemy has usurped our authority in these mountains. Education, that's one mountain. Religion, that's another mountain. Family, that's another mountain. Business, then there's government and military. Then there's arts and entertainment, and then there's media. Think about those things. Education, religion, family, business, government, military, arts, entertainment, and media. Those are the seven mountains you can guess that uh, you can plainly see as you get involved in all these different things that then the enemy is intervening on that. We need to take each one of these mountains back. And as we do that, then America is brought back. As America is brought back, the Judeo-Christian values are brought back. The Declaration of Independence is brought back. The Constitution is brought back. And conservative Heartfelt values, Judeo-Christian values, are brought back, and this nation becomes the nation God intended it to be, as he showcased it in the book of Exodus, Tabernacle of Moses, as he showcased it in the continental United States, as he showcased it in the state of California, and how education is going to be returned. The, you know, the, the colleges need to be refreshed and empowered. You could be one of those people. To do that. Religion needs to be empowered. You could be in the ministry and you need to make your stand different than the stand you've made before because times have changed and the book of Daniel is now being enforced. Family, of course, family is very, very vital and restore the relationships horizontally with your family. You can stand in that. And business, of course, and of course, government and military. There's the biggie right now. Government and military, you're supering uh, the Judeo-Christian values. They're over trying to overwhelm that with what seems right, and that's where you get the different, um, different. you know, I'm a multi-sexed person, I have all these different things, or I'm in education, I want to train kids on what's the things that are written that cause them to disavow godliness and to avow um, a, a sex that was never created by God. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. So um, business and government and military... And then arts and entertainment. I'm a broadcaster, so I'm in the arts and entertainment industries, and I'm also in the media ministry. Those things need to be reconciled as well. So the enemy has is uh, tied to the prince of the power of the air. Well, that prince of the power of air, as you read in Daniel and elsewhere, it, the prince of Persia is being taken over by the prince king, the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua himself. So my listening friend, I want this to be an encouragement to you as you go through Scripture. I want you to stroll through Exodus chapter 35 uh, and beyond uh, through the end of that book. But I also want you to realize as you study out the feasts and festivals and times and days and seasons of the year that God's calendar supersedes the Roman calendar. And as you get uh, tied and intimate with the calendar of God you need to know that God's plans are to use those calendar things to forewarn you about things that are happening. And as you embrace that, um, the Bible talks about in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, these things that were, are, and those things that are will be because there are nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. God has given us templates. He's given us uh, directives on what to follow and how to follow them. And if we pay close attention to those things, and you can find out about those feasts and festivals and times of the years uh, by studying Leviticus 23. You say, Kaz, you're going through all these Old Testament scriptures. And those are scriptures that you may have passed in the, 
in your past, but it's time to dig more deeply into them as they relate to Torah, but how Torah relates to you. And of course, Moses was the writer of uh, the five books of the Old Testament, and many of those have are burgeoning with truths as well as I talked to you about yeah, Exodus. So it's going to be time for us to go really, really soon, and I want this to you to leave with this knowledge that the things that are looking bad and sour have to happen so that God can show himself mightily in the midst of this. And while you may be looking to a person in government or a presidency or a, uh, you know, Congress or Senate or whatever, realize that it's not going to be that. It's going to be God through people within those places. And when you realize that it's going to be God, that you have to align with God. And those other people that you think are the right people, if they don't align with God, that tells you they're not the right people in the right place. So seek those who seek his face and his empowerment. It's about time for me to go. It's been a great time on Come Together San Diego. Always more next week and the weeks beyond because it's Come Together San Diego. Look in the mirror. San Diego, most of you, that's you. See you later. Thanks for joining Cass Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise.